Let's uh let's finish this and then shoot this old dog as we should have done years ago. Now, Jimmy, of course, you can find on Twitter at Jimmy Lemke. You can find us online, of course, at horizonroundtable.com. In fact, go to horizonroundtable.com slash subscribe, because we're on so many social sites that I'm sick of listing them out every time we do this. The one you need to put on is the Patreon. Put you know, push the Patreon. Shit, patreon.com slash horizon roundtable. This is a this is a this is a a very useful and important service. Yeah that you you put up for fans of Horizon League basketball. And also, you know, you get a mug too. Very nice mug. It's a cool looking mug. It really is. I gotta get yeah. it's funny because I haven't gotten me one, which is sad actually. John has one. Yeah, yeah I, I can confirm. It's really cool. I use it this morning for my coffee. See? Yeah, it looks pretty snazzy. So, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash horizon roundtable. If you at the five dollar month level, you get a you you get a mug. So, yeah, definitely do that. Um, but, yeah, horizon roundtable.com slash subscribe. Uh, that's where we have uh, <laughs> you know, links to all of our social sites, uh, links to our as well as links to uh, where our podcast is available. So uh, definitely do that. So Jimmy, um, yeah, yeah, this is the end. <laughs> we we've uh, hit the end of the road. We have officially hit the end of the road. So as you all know, we've been on. We've we've posted this multiple times that our goal every year is to get all a fan from each of the Horizon League schools to join us, and we we give the floor to them. And every year it seems. We have fallen short. So I I made it a personal effort to say this is it. We need all uh, a fan from each of the 11 teams. And, well, that didn't happen. So as of right now, the Fan Battle Royale is – this will be the last one, guys, the last ride. So let's go ahead and introduce the people who actually did show up and – Hopefully we got a couple more that do show up, Jimmy. I'm sure, I know you're holding out hope for at least one of them. Uh, but let's start out with let's go by let's go by school. So uh, representing Cleveland State is, is John Durda one more time because he said yes. Hey, hey everybody, I'm John Durda. Uh, graduated twice from Cleveland State. Been a huge CSU fan for about 15 years now. Um, looking forward to. Talking some Horizon League basketball, talking a little smack, and uh, go Vikes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're going to do that. Ah, well, all right. So, moving on, 
And we'll talk about No Detroit Mercy fan a little later on. In fact, after the introductions. But let's move on to uh, another stalwart of the fan battles royale or fan battle royales. Jim Thero representing Green Bay. Hey, Bob. Sorry for the delay. I was uh, refilling my mug. My dog was thirsty and I need to get that done so I could lock in on the podcast here. Yeah. Um, excited, <laughs> excited to be on today. Uh, when the fan of the two and 18 green Bay Phoenix is dropping uh, Twitter bombs on Fort Wayne, Detroit, Robert Morris fans. Uh, it definitely is time to, uh, end this particular bit that you do every year, but yeah. let's do it. Yeah. So, um, uh, sad to say, I think our IUPUI fan, uh, he had circumstances beyond his control, so he will not be joining us. Sorry, Jonathan. Which you can um, learn about on the Discord. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, which uh, the link to our Discord server, horizonroundtable.com slash subscribe. The link to the Discord. And Jimmy administers that, so you've been warned. It does a good job on that shit, too, because I... I, I bring the juice to the Discord. He does bring the juice to the Discord. So moving on, um, we'll talk about Milwaukee in a moment as well, James. Yeah. So let's move over to Kyle Craven for representing Northern Kentucky. Now this requires some explanation because Kyle used to contribute to us and now he does no longer. So technically he is eligible for this. So welcome, Kyle. Yeah. Hi. Um, I only agreed to do this because I thought that book guy from Detroit Mercy was going to be on, but he's not. So I don't know. I guess I'm stuck. Yes, yes, you are. I really All wanted right. the other guy from Detroit. I wanted the guy who who uh, complained that our coach was breaking their camera. I yeah. Um, oh, you were referring to yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. He's been on before a couple of times from a couple of battles or battle royales left. Maybe he knew you were going to be hosting it, and that was not going to happen. Also, I'm pretty sure he doesn't like me anymore either. But anyway, moving on. Okay. Uh, we actually have a, a new we have a new face here representing Oakland Harsh. Intr- go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, uh, my name is Harsh. I am. The sports director at WXOU, Oakland's radio station, student radio station. Um, we are home to the highest population of theater students and the longest serving head coach in Division One history. Um, I am so glad that the, that the Detroit representative isn't here to defend himself because we're going to lay it the smack it down on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jim Beheim retired, didn't he? He did. I was, I was wow. like, you're the longest. What about Bayheim? And I remember. Bayheim's gone, man. Gee. Yeah, right. Bayheim, Bayheim will never have any more Horizon League nightmares. Yeah, he's had a couple. That's true. All right. He's, he's the coach that that said he was never going to schedule a Horizon League school again, right? Well, until he scheduled Oakland one more time. Yeah, <laughs> he, he scheduled Oakland this year. It was great. Yeah, he did. So that was fun. So, uh, moving on, uh, we have another holdover from last year. He was here last season. He's back again, Shane. Welcome once again. Yes, I am back. Uh, went to Wright State from uh, 1999 to uh, 2001. Um, great to be back, Bob. All right. And last but not least, we do have a Youngstown State representative, Reed. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, happy to be here. Uh, 
class of 2003 from Youngstown State. Um, I I was uh, in college the last time we actually had um, a real men's basketball team back during the mid-con years, uh, battling with Jesus. Valpo. Like the end of the 90s? Yeah. Yes! And, uh, I mean, we are, we've been suffering for a basketball team, I mean, for decades. <laughs> and um, Oh, you're telling this like any of us here don't know. Jimmy has been retroactively angry about this for like a month now. Oh no, I've been angry about it over ever. Oh, I've been angry about it for a while. But yeah, go ahead. And uh, no, I mean just, uh, I mean the just the injection of energy Calhoun's brought to just the student body, the campus. I mean it's it really feels like when Trestle took over the football team and just brought us back. I mean he's just the it's he's really uh, really been embraced and uh, it's this. Uh-oh. Your, your microphone cut out there, Reach. I think we lost a... Oh, I think he's better. No, I'm here. It's, uh, it's the, the phone keeps uh, um, cutting me off when it, the screen goes away. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. Gotta love screensavers. He's going to periodically all tap the screen. Anyway. Yes, tap the screen and you should be fine. So Yeah. All right. So... Um, Jimmy, we're gonna go with we're gonna go with the lack of a Milwaukee fan first. You go ahead and address that for the rest of the class, shall we? We shall had this you? very we had this very fun idea because we had several people that were interested in representing Milwaukee, and and then two of them got in a pissing match on on a private direct a private DM. Um, but that's like a group of Milwaukee fans that are, we kind of like share the inside info between each other. And two of these guys got into such a, such a pissing match that they ended up, uh, one of them ended up threatening to drive away. And um, the one of them ended up threatening to come down to Milwaukee or go up to Stevens point where this other guy was and uh, beat the shit out of him. Which so, I found hilarious, but apparently was grounds to not even be there. Yeah, so so they so, kicked him out, and then I got this morning. Last night I really went on there, and all these people who had been planning to be like, you know, there was a bunch of people that wanted to do it. We were going to do a kind of like a pre-battle royale where they're just going to talk shit to each other, and then we'd vote on who was the best at it and have that guy represent us, but. Somewhere in that mix, they all found, figured that we had, like, plugged the hole, and they didn't do anything. So we're, we're, um, we're stuck. And I, everybody I've talked to this morning is like, oh, I'm, I'm outside. It's really nice today. Which, like, like uh, Jim said before we went live, it's, it's in the 70s and sunny in Milwaukee. It's beautiful. Nobody's going to want to come in and do this. But Jim made a commitment, and because he's a stand-up guy, and I made a commitment because, you know, it's got my name on it, I figure, you know, we should do this. So I guess yeah. I guess it's me. I guess, I guess I'm the guy, you and, but you can freely take shots in Milwaukee. In fact, I might take a few. So myself. I'm clear. Okay, so it's a couple of things here. First of all, it's funny that two guys from your group were going to actually meet up and beat, beat each other up um, because yeah. that was going to be one of the – that's one of the stipulations, folks, 
if any of you at the end of the these the, this bandana royale meet up and feel the need to beat each other up you have to record it send it to us and we will post it those are the rules so yeah. Clearly, Milwaukee fans were going to get on the jump on that, and it didn't just fizzled out. Uh, the second point is, how dare you mess with the Bart Lundy magic by not representing Milwaukee? I'll, I'll, I will say this. You, you said they got, on, they got on the jump and then just fizzled out, which is a pretty good description of our basketball season. That is, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, hey Jimmy Lemke, are you saying that 6-4 and four down the stretch when you had a chance to win the conference wasn't really that good? No, it wasn't. It really wasn't that great. Um, yeah, so it was really great to have be one neglected intentional foul away from winning a conference title. Really enjoy that. Uh, well, really don't miss that that banner in year one of the new coach. So anyway, but hey, that's the maybe we, that banner can hang in the hole that is now occupied by your lack of big men. Oh. Hey, we got we got one. His name is Darius Duffy. It was really funny is that everybody seems to forget that we actually got this guy because uh, yes, he was like he was a very really? early. He's uh, he's a JUCO big. I don't I don't think he's anything super special. I, I just haven't. Uh, I don't think he's like the crown jewel of the recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a big body. Like you know, he'll get thrown in there and. Coach seems to think he can be able to pull another like Ahmad Rand recruiting, you know, pl- you know, player that's uh, going to be a big part of the team like towards the end of the recruiting. I I think that one of our big problems was that we didn't have enough big men last year, and that definitely shows by the fact that we gave up so many fucking offensive rebounds. But that's just me. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad. It is what it is. Sorry, sorry. Apparently, Kyle, you can actually say this out loud, man. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want, I, I didn't want to bring it up if uh, it wasn't going to be kosher. But I was just wondering for these. I literally guys, just said if you guys go beat each other up, you got to record for, it. So anything's fair game. For these, these post show fights, should we, you know, settle on like a neutral site, like Indianapolis or something? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think we should travel to the city of the higher seed? Like I'm not. I'm just, I'm just wondering. You know what? Well, well, if you're well, traveling well, to the higher seed, you're not going to Indianapolis. No, <laughs> no, you are not. You will, you will never go to Indianapolis. Well, I yeah, just, I just true. wonder, like, what's going to get the most fan engagement? You know, like for these fights. I'm specifically <laughs> talking about <the> fights. <laughs> I mean, you can start talking about tournament location. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you could do that. That's kind of we got a little chippy about that, you know, near the end of the season. That was fun. Um, yeah, that was, that but was which brings me so so uh, I well I not to get too far afield, but we do have you know three other teams that are un, as yet unre, that are unrepresented. Um, um, obviously, IUPUI is not represented through no fault of anybody's. So we I'm going to give them a pass. Yeah, I would definitely give IUPUI a pass. I mean, we'll we'll give the fan a pass. I'm not sure we're going to give IUPUI too much of a pass. But anyway, but I am specifically disappointed in Detroit Mercy. I mean, it might be your – it actually might be your fault, Jimmy. I'm beginning to think this might be it because you basically aired out, you know, the guy who – yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. It is what it is, and that's okay. Um, I I always thought it was weird putting my name on it um, because people hate my guts so much. Uh, but that's and that's fine. Um, but I was doing it, and people don't hate me as much. I mean, I'm not saying that they hate they don't hate me, but I'm just saying that you know. I don't I know that anybody that hates you, Bob. I don't know anybody that hates you besides your own Cleveland State fan. Have we overlooked putting a Twitter poll out there for people to decide who they do hate more? No. Oh, I'll um, do that. By shit. The way, um, by the way, I think now that Twitter, I think uh, I think uh, I think Elon has decided that only verified people can like vote in those polls now, so we'd be shit out of luck. So. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think any blue check follow us anymore, which is equal parts pathetic and sad. But that's what you know. That's the name of the game. So hey, yeah, if it requires I, a blue check, then you're gonna lose one nothing because I know Jimmy's not gonna vote for himself. No, he is not. That's true. <laughs> what are you talking about? I I hate myself. Why would I have a problem with anybody else hating me? I thought you had a blue check. Now I thought you were a, a blue check guy. Okay, okay. So here's the thing about the blue check. <laughs> oh, can we talk this. about the blue check a little bit? Because we, I gotta, I, I, we're not done. We're not done with the uh, with the the non the you know the no shows yet. We'll talk about you know why you have a blue check and you know I'm sure there's a I'm sure that you wanted to test out oh, the yeah. feeling. You feel like you're out eight bucks now. <laughs> I mean, I am out eight bucks, but yeah, let's. Uh, now are you out eight you. bucks? Now you have opened yourself for oh, for ridicule. Which is even funnier, by the way. Which, so which I don't know if that was that an unintended quantity. Actually, quantity, has but... negative value. The the blue check actually has negative value. You basically yeah, so... paid eight, you pay eight bucks for people to mock you for having the blue check. I and I apologize, Jimmy, because I have not done that enough for you. Um, <coughs> I will try to make up for it this summer. <laughs> hey, Bob, I have uh, like t- a. If you're a gr- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was to say, I have two working theories as to why Detroit Mercy is not represented on this particular podcast, and I would just want to put them out there for us to discuss. I, I uh, am I am all ears. Yeah, so the first one is that their fan base was not sure what to do with the fact that they actually had players commit before July, and they weren't prepared <laughs> <laughs> to discuss the happenings over on you know, uh, Livernois and 8 Mile, I think, is where they're located or something of that uh, nature. 7 Mile, I, I thought it was 7 yeah, Mile. McNichols. McNichols, McNichols there you go. Yeah, Livernois and McNichols. There you go. Jesus. And my other working theory, a little bit more intricate, is that you know, in terms of building an optimistic case for their season in 2023-2024, they haven't fully vetted a Ewing theory now that the alpha male has exited the building, and you know, perhaps they may win games in addition to scoring lots of points. So God, thinking, that would be those are two those are two reasons why they're not represented here. They're probably looking for a coach that's got a son that's up and coming that they can recruit next year. <laughs> I'm gonna I add mean, a, I'm gonna add another option that they they may be trying to videotape somebody else's practices. I'm glad you brought up the. Uh, I'm glad that you brought up the uh, the recruiting thing because because um, we have our we have the transfer tracker up on HorizonRoundtable.com. You know how much of a pain in the ass it is not to know who exactly is on Detroit Mercy's roster right now. Drives me insane. Well, it doesn't matter who's on their roster right now. Most of them aren't going to be there come this basketball season. Well, and yeah. even when they are, I, I mean, there's still the distinct probability that half of them will be hurt for most of the season. 
Or they or they get tased outside of a club or something. What? Oh Who God. was that? Was that Paris? I think that was uh Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. If you can't remember, I sure as shit ain't gonna remember it. So all right, so then we have Robert Morris and Purdue for a Wayne. Now, I don't understand the whole dynamic between Purdue Fort Wayne and the fact that it's like it, you would think there would be a Purdue Fort Wayne fan. Anyone. We've had a Purdue Fort Wayne fan on this fan battle royale before. And then blah. And like, that it, it doesn't make any sense to me because Purdue Fort Wayne, you would think they would have more fans. And yet, I don't see them ever. It's a mystery. I don't know. Anyway, I don't I, I'm gonna, and by the way, I'm going to. And by the way, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take responsibility for the lack of a Robert Morris fan because you know th- that is a whole group. Uh, apparently, that is a whole group of people who do in fact hate me. Well, I don't know. It was it was Paris Bass. Have, have you actually? Bass. I mean, I'm based in Pittsburgh, and I mean Robert Morris has fans. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. They have a they have a great fan base. They just none of them. All they, of them are pissed off at us now. I mean, I think I, they I should be pissed that the they win conferences. I've been down here for the YSU games. But yeah. I mean, the student section's great, but yeah. I don't. I mean, nobody's at the games. Like it's just. I mean, we. I mean, YSU was most of the gym minus the student section. Like I was kind of shocked. Like first place team at Horizon coming in. I mean, they beat us. Great game, but I mean, like I was just shocked at the lack of a fan base. You know, it was just it was shocking. It is a it is a teeny private school. Yeah, but I mean, but still, I mean, like, it's uh, the, the lack of support, you know, especially, too, because, like, it's not it's not like it's in the city. The gym's easy to get to. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of just strange, you know, like um, I will say, though, for the Horizon League quarterfinal and they played at Cleveland State, they brought an entire section full of fans and they were vocal and it was it was a fun atmosphere. No, that's what I mean. It's probably most of their student section. Their student section's great, right behind the hoop. They got in YSU's head. I mean, like, they definitely, their students themselves are excellent fans. But in general, the university does not really support them, at least in my opinion. Because I'm out, I mean, that's where I work is Pittsburgh. And I talk basketball and occasionally I'll run into an RMU alumni and they're like, oh, yeah, I've never been to a game. <laughs> and I'm like, they're actually not bad. You should check them out. But just my two cents. I think yeah, the last three years, you know, people are really out of sorts and they joined at an awkward time. So I'm assuming the Fort Wayne fans are thinking that they're still supposed to be on the Summit League Battle Royale and the Robert Morris <laughs> fans are signed up for the NEC Battle Royale. So until proven otherwise, we'll, we're going to go with that. Well, I think the I think the Fort Wayne fans, they have a lot going on up there right now. You know, they got the 10 caps uh, season going on. So, I mean, of course, that's going to take a lot of their attention. Yeah, they have that, I'm they sure have reconciled. Exactly they have to every day reconcile that they live in Fort Wayne. I mean, that <laughs> can't be an easy task. Hey, hey there yeah. will be no there will be no slander of the city of Fort Wayne on this podcast. Okay, and that's where I met my wife. Damn it! I'll, I'll say this: I can't speak to the like the history of the Robert Morris fan. Like, obviously, you know, if you if you meet alum that say they've never been to a game, like that's COVID didn't exacerbate that. But I will say that like. Even here at NKU, you know, we won the, the tournament in 2020. That we won the tournament this past year, but like, 
so there should be just tons of excitement but like attendance is even down here um granted it's still like high comparatively across the league or whatever but like we're we're seeing some of our lower attendance numbers ever and i, I just think that people's priorities have shifted a little bit in the last few years and they're taking a little bit longer than anyone expected to kind of come back so i would give it some time and and, and on the robert moore side one more time too it's like a fellow you know we just joined the league very recently guy it does take a little while i think um for you to kind of feel a part of the the community of like horizon league fans um like, I remember uh, yeah, that's the thing, though. I mean, that's uh, to your point. I mean, the, when when Robert Morris first jumped in here, I mean, that was a that was a group that by and large, I mean, when they uh, I mean, they were they were very at, to, at least in my estimation, they were comparatively far more active in social media than, say, the Purdue Fort Wayne fans were. Sure. Um, so the fact that, you know, I'm a little befuddled by and they have been the and, and they're you know they've been pretty active on social media for the entire time that that doesn't translate into butts in the seats is a mystery um that that it didn't translate into one of them coming into this particular event is also a mystery to me but that but but that's what i you know i i'm a little it is a little weird that that is the issue because as in my estimation i do think robert morris has a pretty solid fan base um it's just i it, it clearly just doesn't show where you know maybe i'm maybe i'm in the parallel universe here i don't know i'm thinking it comes from the fact that andy tool's been their coach for like 15 years yes. they've been to a couple nits a couple ncaa tournaments although i think I think they were an an automatic qualifier when COVID canceled the tournament. They were, yes. Um, but since they've come into the Horizon League, they've been trash. You know, they wow. they they were bad in the in the first post COVID year, and they only got marginally better the year after that. And this last year, they were they've I mean, been a they, six. Sure, <laughs> which is a lot better than they were, but. It's I it's mean, a problem that a lot of schools have making that transition. I mean, how many schools transition to a higher conference and succeed immediately? It took Loyola a few years in the MVC. It, it took it, it took. I mean, I would say what Valpo coming here from the MidCon was probably the best. Yeah, and they never they didn't win a title for like eight or nine years, like a like a or not. Excuse me, they won a it was like the fifth or sixth year when they hosted the 2012 tournament. So it's just one of those things where it, it will take schools a measure of time to re, re, recover. And with yeah. Robert Morris, to me, the, the they're in that recovery mode. I think that not firing Andy Tool is a really smart idea. I don't I don't think he's a bad coach. He you know usually Robert Morris even when they were not winning the the. You know, even when they weren't winning the NEC, it was the NEC, right? They were in the NEC. They were in the NEC. That's right. I, even though they weren't winning that, even when they weren't winning that, they were generally one of the better teams. It's very much like a like a like a Jeter scenario, right? Like it's a guy who has won a couple times, but you know maybe they want to take something away from one of them, and you know it's just going to take time to build. They were. I, yeah. I looked it up. They're 16 and 17 this year. To your point, Timmy, they were ten and ten in league play, six and four yeah. in their last ten. So it wasn't like they had this like great season. They, you know, they beat 
the bottom of the league, but they weren't really yeah. having a great season to build a lot of momentum. But it was uh, like uh, they they mean, the bottom. Uh, of the Jim, league. they didn't actually beat. They didn't beat all of the bottom of the league, if you recall, because they lost IUPUI for the second year in a row. Yeah. But no. Well, I thought point, we weren't yeah. taking. I thought we weren't taking shots at IUPUI today because that you know. No, no, no that isn't taking own. shots at IUPUI. <laughs> they they won. But I think to everybody, I mean, I think it's an objectively, I, I think that, that's not that's not an opinion. That's an objective fact that IUPUI was terrible last year. I think, there, I think there's something of a weird bit, but the more that I look at it, the more I think that this conference, the center of gravity in this conference has just drifted drastically east. And Jim and I yeah. are the ones that are not fitting so well anymore. Like, we're just not... We're not fitting very well in the Horizon League as the programs that we are. Well, if you as think far about as, it, if you think about it, you lose Chicago and you gain Pittsburgh. So I mean, we we, but that's 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 like that's just part of it. Okay, so all right, a, a, to paint how, I, as a Milwaukee fan, when I was in college, from uh, I graduated in 2010. So during my years of college. Our arch rivals were, I would say, Green Bay and Butler. Now, everybody looked at Butler as, everybody looks at Butler as, like, the big game. And I would say that Butler has other rivals. But I will also point out that Rob Jeter beat Butler and, you know, Brad Stevens more than any other coach did. So there was a little bit more on that. And then the number, the number, this is the second thing that I would point out is that Butler was in Indianapolis, which is a, you know, what is that, three-and-a-half, four-hour drive from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Val, uh, Fort Wayne is a, this, basically the same, about three-and-a-half, four-hour drive from Milwaukee. But there's nothing pulling us to IUPUI or Fort Wayne. In fact, for a long time, we saw the – we would talk about those schools as the – oh, God, we might end up with them because we don't trust John LeCron as the commissioner – to keep them out. And I'm sorry to say this, Reach, but we we thought we saw the evidence to that in that Youngstown was the knee-jerk ad when Valpo shut a, turned us down in 2000. Oh, I, I agree. I was actually kind of surprised that they moved up in basketball because the talks were always, with them being in the Missouri Valley Conference for football, that they were going to hold out like until – Possibly they were going to have to be a knee-jerk reaction to the Missouri Valley and just bounce out the whole um, who's, know, who's keeping thing. So in Age Land Horizon, I was a little caught off guard, to be quite honest. Who's keeping you guys out of the MAC? Because that ha- that's like the perfect conference, and there has to be somebody who's like a 100% no vote. Well, I mean, the rumor's right? always been that our gym's too small. But now we've got the Cavelli Center downtown, which they're going to start moving the bigger games to gradually. Um, the gym is too small is something that we do not have a problem with generally in this conference. And the Bailey Center is 6,000 seats. It's more than enough for a MAC program. Nobody well, averages 6,000. Joining the MAC would well, also require joining the MAC for football, too, which we just do not have the money for. Okay. Um, so it's okay. really Youngstown. No, it's not like Kent State and Akron saying, fuck you. Well, you know, the uh, see, it's actually a shame because I mean, like, the, I mean, I'm obviously too too young, but uh, some of the older alumni, like, they just 
to talk so fondly of like all the old football games with Kent and Akron. Like, you know, there was a true rivalry on that side of it. And they were like, man, if we somehow could have got the basketball involved too, like the triangle as we call it around Youngstown, because it's very close driving distance for those uh those three schools for us. But like how cool would that be for basketball and football? Like to be able to have one like a forty five minute drive for a road game. Yeah, it's like uh it's like no it's like not having Notre Dame in the Big Ten. Like it, it just re- makes it really does feel sense. like that. And I mean to be quite honest, I mean like it's Football, I mean, the money needed to compete. I mean, there need to be some seat expansion at the stadium, which is possible, but I don't see that being high priority. And just, I mean, uh, you never know with the transfer portal now. I mean, with football and basketball, I mean, you may see a lot of these mid-major and FCS schools uh, when it all shakes out, possibly joining, you know, conferences you never thought they would join. Well, I, I... I mean, we've all got our theories about conferences. Um, I'm just mostly pissed that we always expected Fort Wayne and IUPUI to be thought about by the conference. And back when I was involved in Milwaukee, I was always talking to the chancellor and talking, you know, calling up uh, offices for presidents of other schools and getting them to read my emails. And I would get responses. Um, and it, and, and, you know, lobbying was successful. I mean, and I don't, I don't think I was the guy that made, made them happen per se, but I also wasn't the only one that was, you know, in their inboxes, you know, confronting them saying, Hey, you know, Oakland is the team you should go get, you know, back in, this is 2000 was 2012 when we lost Butler to the Atlantic 10. And we're like, you got, you have to get Oakland. You have to get Oakland. Oakland's got to be the school that you go get. And I did we, I can't remember, did we get Oakland right away? Or was that, or did we get Oakland a, a year later when we lost Loyola? Uh, no, no, we got 13, Oakland right 14 away because it was 2013. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy, so we, you did a whole so YouTube thing on with John. I remember. Well, I, I I remember, but I I remember specifically because of the video. Was that the first? It was ten years table? ago, almost to the day. No, it is. Was actually, it's the funny part. It is actually, I believe, when we're recording this, I think it is ten years to the day that that Jimmy and John did the what was considered the the original. What was it? The Horizon League. We hadn't like had a name for it, but you guys were gonna. Uh, Jimmy was gonna do a weekly thing, and then yeah, so that happened, yeah. and then. Two years later, I said, hey, we should do a podcast. And then that's what happened. <laughs> a podcast yeah, is good. Was- yeah. Yeah. Hey, Timmy, if it makes you feel better, you were talking about the old days where we would lament the fact that Fort Wayne and IUPUI may join the league. Now we have the opportunity to lament Chicago State and others like them. Uh, being oh, the God. Last ones left. Don't- so- he's, he's still – LaCroix is still in the building over there. Let's not put that idea in their heads any more than it needs to be. What I've so been I thought maybe Eastern Illinois for a while. <laughs> so I thought maybe it would be helpful for you to get back on your bandwagon of reaching out to university presidents and give them the list of people not to consider. Just you know, give you a little something to do for the summer of 2023. I just I don't think that membership is how we fix this. I don't think it's membership at all. I think it's everybody you know, recognizing what Youngstown's doing 
um, oh. which you guys definitely understand up in Green Bay because you have the, the, what is it, Phoenix, was it the RISE pro, what it program? The 1969 Society, which is a 1969 was the first year for uh, men's basketball. The university was founded in 1965 and began athletics in 1969. And that's where the, that's why they use that. Um, But you're absolutely right. That is what the rest of the league needs to kind of get on board with. Uh Yeah. I mean, and and, and we did it. That's why we kept, that's why we kept Freeman. What is that? Yeah. So that's a great question. So, you know, coming once, uh, the head coaching change was made in January. The athletic department, along with the Phoenix Fund uh, boards, so we have a Phoenix Fund, which is just general purpose fundraising for yeah, athletics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But specifically carved out something called the 1969 Society, which is a higher price point commitment to athletics paid over a five year period of time. And then it gives exclusive access. So, like, as an example, as a member of the 1969 Society, I had a uh, there's a cocktail hour this week with coach wicks and the Got entire it. coaching staff and yeah. so you get what, this what kind of juice cocktails did you guys <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know the things that happen it's like a secret society jimmy so i can't give you the details that come out of the meeting but well, if you'd like to you find out me afterwards yeah i could I join the 1969 society there is room for all including panther fans we have a I mean, I, I, I've, uh, I, I said this to a friend of mine. Um, we were talking about what you would do if you became a billionaire. And my idea was like, you know, because we're sports fans. I was like, you know what I would do is I would I would, fl- I would get the Panthers like out of the Horizon League. But as a as as a uh, as a big thing, what I would do is I would massively juice the NIL funds of every Horizon League school. To see if I could literally like turn the Horizon League into a top five conference just with money. I always thought that would be the funniest shit ever, but unfortunately, yeah, none of us are billion dollars. <laughs> I don't you think it, like I don't. Five. I actually don't think so. Think about the NIL money. You know, you, you, so you put like two million dollars a year in the pocket of every coach in the Horizon League, and they get to recruit based on that. They're going to be recruiting against high majors. You know, it's interesting about that. Um, San Diego State, I believe the number is every player at San Diego State got 25 grand or 30 grand this year. They they did it right across the board. They didn't have one player, you know, even though they had Matt Bradley and a few other star players, those guys were, they had to do the rest of their nil on their own, but every player had a baseline and it wasn't super high. So to your point, you know, a quarter million bucks would go a long way. We see it, you know, the rumors that I hear around the league mentioned Youngstown having significant success. And obviously they did really well in the portal again this spring is that they were you know, they're kind of ahead of the curve on nil and making sure that their players were making nil contacts in the community. And it's no, it's no secret that, you know, they're doing well, you know, they play a modern style of offense and have helped their players get a little bit of money in this day and day and age. And for old timers like me around the league, we're looking around like how the hell's Youngstown finally alive. Well, that's how they're doing it. They got a little bit of money going and a modern style of basketball. I, I must I must say it's going to be kind of funny when you think about uh, the basketball turnaround. It was kind of one of the things that when we look back on Trestle's tenure as president. You would think ex football coach, you know that that he would want that to be his legacy. But I mean, a lot of that you're saying being ahead of the curve on the NIL, that a lot of that was driven by by Tress, and he really, uh, in a way. I don't know if that was like wanting that feather in his cap, like, you know, I'm retiring soon. I think like 
you know, making sure both of the big two sports are strong. Like he was a major push behind, you know, the university really starting to uh, put more of its resources towards basketball. One, because it's so much cheaper than football to improve quickly. And, um, and just, uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, with the, if he was directly involved with coach Cal's hiring, but there definitely was these last four years before Trussell retired, a major shift in how we looked at the basketball team. And, uh, so, I don't know, maybe just Trestle with the way he was able to be a little more visionary with how the NIL was going to help Youngstown. Maybe, you know, just we kind of lucked into, you know, being able to rock the transfer portal two years in a row. So We we did say, like, I remember when, when Trestle was hired, what was it, like almost 10 years ago now? Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, we did, we did, when he was hired, a lot of us were like, oh, shit, this could be the opportunity for them as a program because you have – you know, to have somebody with not just knowledge, but like intimate knowledge of how important it is to get support to a program. Uh, we, we figured that that was going to be the impetus for them to stop sucking so much ass at basketball. And oh, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. It, just wasn't, it just wasn't the men's side too. Like the women's program really caught on these last two, three years. Uh, it's just, um, I mean, in general, like, I mean, he built the the indoor training facility for the football team. Like, we've got plenty of, uh, I mean, plenty of the sports are, are trending just because, I mean, like, he really found a you know, way to get donor money in there to get structures built. And it's just, it's an exciting time. It really is. It's just incredible because, like, they held on to Jerry Slocum for so goddamn oh, God. long. Oh, when they hired, <laughs> he needed sent at the glue factory in the worst way. When they hired Jerry Slocum, he had been to six straight NCAA tournaments, and he had lost in the first round in every single year of those six years. Clearly, this was a guy who was maybe succeeding in a bad conference or something, but he was not—he's not a winning coach. You know, he just the, always looked exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he really did true. because he's a hundred fucking years old. That is true too. And they waited until he they didn't even fire him. They let no, him they, retire after uh-huh. like the best they ever did was fifth place. Right? Or was it fourth place? Yep. Uh no, I think that was when they had sorry. Damian Ergel, Jimmy. Damian Ergel, who's still in my buddy Jose's fantasy football league to this day. Might need to update that. <laughs> it, was a night, it was a night before a basketball game, and a bunch of guys were getting drunk. And they were like, we should fucking call Damian Ergel's hotel room. Oh, Jesus. So Jose knew the girl who, like, a, a girl who worked at the hotel, but not, like, that hotel, but a different one in the chain. And she 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 figured out which was his hotel room number. So then Jose and Chad, I think, was there. Like, like three or four guys were sitting around the phone calling Damian Ergel. And they were like, we'll just keep calling him, keep calling him all night until he finally until like he like finally disconnects his phone. And he ended up answering the phone and being like, Oh hey, what's up? And then he ended up talking to them for like four hours on the phone. To like six thirty in the morning because they were they were just shooting the shit like a bunch of guys and uh, yeah he became friends with them it was really funny it was really weird but yeah it was funny also uh, Damian Ergel was a 
I, I, I don't know if anybody here likes soccer, but there was a U.S. men's national team game down at uh, down in Columbus, and they like do like this pan over of the crowd, and like in the third or fourth row, Damian Ergel's like standing on the bleachers way above everybody else, and he's just staring at the camera, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was a, it was pretty great. I'm just saying, Damian Ergel's the shit. There you go. And I think that's probably a good t- a good, uh, good, segue into closing out this first part of the final Fan Battle Royale. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be doing the second uh, – we'll have the second part. So everybody hang tight so we can get to get all this this show on the road. Um, Horizonroundtable.com, that's where all our, pre- our podcasts and articles are. Um, obviously, you can pull us up where podcasts are found. You can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week for the stunning conclusion of the end of the Fan Battle Royale. Until then, thank you all for listening.